Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Welcome to Wheelmen of Genius. All right, everybody, welcome back to Wheelmen of Genius. I am Bailey, accompanied by Matt, as always. Hello. And this is like episode 29, maybe? I don't know, but it took us about ten minutes to take one picture. Yeah, I'm trying. We're trying to. I'm trying to, you know, up the content. And uh, turns out, trying to take a picture when you're trying to just do it uh, for content or and trying to make it look natural, pretty tough. Pretty tough stuff. I don't know how some of y'all influencers out there do it, but uh, yeah. Why do you sound so out of breath? Because I was running around my apartment looking for my phone. Oh. Did you find it? Yeah, I got it. Nice. How was your weekend in Texas? Weekend was good. Race was good until about halfway through when we got some nose damage in that wreck. Oops. Off two. And uh, I don't know. That kind of hurt. I mean, killed us. I mean, we just lost all front down and couldn't turn anymore. So we ended up 24th. Should have been a lot better. There was so much attrition. We should have been like a top 15 car, but. But you'll take it? We'll take it. We ended up back in the bonus money and the points, which is good. We've been needing to do that for a while. Uh, yeah. Count it up. For real, for real. But, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, we had a lot of fun with the Chasco people. Uh, saw some midget wrestling in the infield. Yeah, what was that like? It was terrible, dude. Like, the, like, the acting... Yeah. Was real, real Off. bad. Oh, yeah. It was terrible. There was a guy there named 25 Cent. Uh, <laughs> At least he wasn't a nickel. No. He was wearing, like, you know how 50 Cent always wears, like, a bulletproof vest? Oh, no. He came out in this, like, it looked like a life jacket that he spray painted black. Nice. It was honestly cool. It was funny. Like, there was, <laughs> it was funny. Not, not going to expand. I can't really expand any further than that. You just had to be there. That's one dude. The Texas infield, let me tell you, is a crazy place. I went out after the race Saturday. ACDC cover band was going on. I don't know what it was. I think it was just ACDC cover Something band. Something like high voltage, probably. I was thinking it was CDAC or, or DCAA or uh, any kind of other ADHD, any maybe. Acronym? NHL. I don't know. It could have been really anything. Um, but it was fun, though. It was cold. I went down thinking it was going to be hotter than hell all weekend. Is that why you had to buy the onesie? Yeah, so we were walking around. I was actually at the ACDC concert, and I saw a guy in a Bucky's onesie. And I was like, damn, that thing was warm. So I went and bought one the next day, and it is warm. Uh, Actually, last night, it was a little bit cold in the apartment. Got out of the shower from leaving the shop. 
And I was like, man, it's kind of cold in here. Threw on the onesie and just chilled. <laughs> and the good thing is it's a 2X. Was so that the smallest size they had? They left? only had two X's. That's it. That's all they had. The good thing is it's a two X. So when I'm cold in my apartment, I can lay on my couch. And when my feet get cold, I just pull the pant legs the rest of the way down. So it's like a it's like a snuggie almost, but it's a bucky. It's a one size fits all. Yeah, pretty much. I was gonna do like the cutoff action on the bottom and the and the uh, sleeves, but just rocket Save baggy. That for I think. Later. Yeah, I could I could literally be a, a flying squirrel in a beaver suit. Ooh. So, yeah, Texas was fun. It's always fun. Chats people are fun to hang out with. They always have a killer camp down there. Uh, dude, the food they were serving when we went over there, I guess Saturday after the race, we had I had steak, shrimp, lobster tail. <laughs> dude, it was. They must have been doing it large. Dude, they always do. They always do. They always bring their. Little, I hear. I hear Texas lobster this time of year is pretty good. Oh yeah, it's always good out of the Gulf. Yeah, yeah, a little nice Gulf and, lobster, like nice and Cajuny, nice, nice and murky. Yeah, it was good though. Fire. And they had a bunch of jello shots, slurped a couple of those down. You want to hear a hot take? Yeah. Everyone goes to Texas, and everyone is up in arms about, oh, this is the best barbecue. This is this is the best barbecue. You know, Everyone has to post in the industry. They are required to post every time they go to Texas that they're going to a barbecue they're place. They're going to Hard 8, which They're going to Hard 8, which sucks. sucks. I'm, gonna, I'm on record as saying Hard 8 sucks. I don't, I mean, I like Texas barbecue. I don't like Hard 8. I think Hard 8 is like... The very commercialized. It's, yes, it's the first one you go to it. Like it's a cool place. That's what people, yeah. that's why people go there. Uh, a place I used to work. I if I'm in Texas, that's where I go. I go to Salt Lake just because they have the place r- where I used to, where you used to work. No, you, didn't you used to work at Salt Lake? Yeah, but you said a place I used to work. No, a place that you used. I said you. No, brother, you did not say that. You said a place I used to work. No, a place that you used to. work. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay, I used to work there. My little brother okay. still works there. Yeah. What gets me is like you walk in that place. And bam, it's just meat right there. Yep. And they got the the mop that they're just slapping. Dude, it's, it's a, great. It's a that place is fire. I love Salt Lake. But that's not the hot take. The hot take is Kansas City barbecue is a hundred percent better. I don't know. Than I mean Texas barbecue. To me, honestly, barbecue is barbecue. I mean, I actually had barbecue for lunch. Like, I think East Coast. I, I don't like North Carolina barbecue as much as I would like. Kansas City or Texas because it's, it's more a vinegar, pork. Yeah, it's, it's more, more pork based. and vinegar based sauce. Whereas Texas. Kansas City and Texas are both more uh, brisket, brisket, beef. I was I was gonna say cow, but cow, <laughs> more cow, out more there. cowbell, a little more cow out there, you know. But if you're ever in Kansas City and you uh, go to Joe's Kansas City Barbecue, it's in a gas station. Yeah, those are usually good. That is the best barbecue I've ever had. Rudy's is in a, there's a bunch of Rudy's around Texas, but they, the first one was in a gas, and a lot of them still are gas stations. Right. But Rudy's is good too. They got good sauce, real nice and spicy. Yeah. And cream corn like you wouldn't believe. See, person I got lunch with today um, is a big cream corn guy, and I just, I just don't see the appeal. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Gross. I love, love a little good uh, cream corn. Mm-mm. Cream corn. Nah. Not even cream corn, not even close. My mom makes them fire cream corn. But it was uh, it was interesting for me this weekend because I got to see all the racing from a perspective I haven't even seen it from in ten years, five years, six years. Now. Just from the couch. From the couch. What'd you think? Of all of them. All of them. start with the truck race. Tell me what you thought. Go to the Xfinity race. Tell me what you thought in the Cup race. 
truck race was good. I think, I think now the entertainment value has flipped. You know, the trucks are the most entertaining race, right? Just because the package they have is is really good right now. Yeah, they have big Xfinity runs. puts on the best race, mm-hmm. and then Cup is kind of a mixture of both, but there's still such a disparity from front to back. That right, it's, it's still just a like last year. Cup I race. think that's the reason that trucks might have a little bit of an edge on the Xfinity series is because there's 15 trucks that I think could win that race. Yeah, whereas and Xfinity, it's like five. Yeah, but. The midfield race is better. In Xfinity? In Xfinity. Oh, yeah, by far. Um, truck race, I mean, what can you say? You got guys who are lifers there, crafting. I think Ben Rhodes is going to be a truck lifer. I don't, yeah. I think Eckes is probably going to be a truck lifer. I don't see There's him. nothing wrong being a truck lifer no. either. Like, I think people, I think racers within the industry need to realize that it's okay getting to trucks and it's okay getting to it's Xfinity. A, it's a huge accomplishment. Right, it's a huge accomplishment. If you if you can carve out your space in those series, more power to you. It's like Algar, dude. Like Algar being in the Xfinity series makes a good living doing it. Like Right. If you can nurture those relationships and you can make probably just as much in the Xfinity series as you would if you took that same funding to a back half cup car. And have a lot more fun doing it. Have a lot more fun because you're... The question then becomes, would you rather contend for wins every week or would you rather contend for 25th place every week? Five more weeks, too. Five more weeks. Less, not as cool tracks right. either. I mean, in the truck series, you're only racing 26, like 26 27. Times, yeah. That's a good deal. Yeah, but if you're getting paid by race, you're If you're, you're getting paid getting per paid race, yeah, it's not great. That's good, but, but. Go do something else. Be an Uber Eats driver. Yeah. You can still be in the driving industry. Right. Professionally. professionally, that's a professional, like a professional driving driver. job. No, but the, I like the truck series because you get, you know you got those vets, you got kids that are trying to make it, and then you got the pay kids who are just out there over their heads, mm-hmm. and then everybody else. Correct. You know, I always love seeing Norm show up because you know he's going one hundred percent, but he's going to be on the same tires the whole race. Yeah, I have actually pitted a Norm Benning truck where he stayed. <laughs> On the same set of tires the entire race. Hey, that's admirable right there because that, uh, that's kind of scary. At um, Gateway. Yeah, Gateway's a terrible place to blow a right front tire going yeah. in turn three. Needless to say, because <laughs> here's what happened, right? It was a last-second deal. I, I, I just got done pitting um, the ARCA race that was there, which was kind of like my full-time deal, and I was still just at the track. Norm kind of comes up and goes, hey, are you pitting anything? And I had just picked up a gas can to practice being a gas guy like two weeks prior. He goes, you want to gas my truck? I'm like, how much, how much does it pay? Eh, enough. I'm like, yeah, I got nothing else better to do. It was literally me as a gas man and one other crew guy. That was it. That was Wasn't our, it you and Sawyer? It was, yes. Yeah. So he was a jack man. It didn't do anything the whole race. Sawyer told me he went over with a flashlight and checked for cords once. Yeah. That was pretty much what he did the entire night. And I had, well, he was my set. He was my, he picked up my can and put it on my shoulder. Yeah. And there was another dude there who allegedly worked for uh, Red Bull's F1 team. Damn. That guy <laughs> is uh, really. Quite a fall from grace if that's you think a, about it. 
really broad horizons there. You know? Yeah, he's from Canada. Huh. I don't know if that means anything to you. But yeah, I think that was two years ago, two or three years ago, where Norm was just doing Norm things. Yeah. What did you think of the Xfinity race? Um, It was... It was all There's right. a lot of wrecks. Yeah. I mean, that resin stuff, man. I feel like Texas is like that always in the Xfinity series. Yeah. So it's either clean and green the whole way, or if we Every start wrecking laps. at Texas, we were wrecking at Texas, and dude. I feel so bad for front of the program, J.J. Yaley, because that thing was a bullet. Yeah. And they he, got that Penske car. I think it was yeah. rolling. Not anymore. No, they don't. That sucks. That was like their first that outing was, on it. And yeah. Then, dude, that wreck... I could not see anything. And you know that was his primary for Charlotte, too. Yeah. Had to have been. 100%. Like, when that wreck happened, I saw it start. I don't know who got up to the... Oh, it was LeBay. LeBay got in the wall first, and we were all kind of packed up right there. And coming off four is like... It's tough, because if you lift, it almost like takes you closer to the wall. Right. So, remember, I was still wide open watching him hit the wall. Well, you were you were trucking through the grass. And this was this was like when it very first started. Like right. I saw LeBay go into the wall. I'm like, he's gonna hit the wall. And he's gonna come back down. But I can't lift right now because the car's gonna jump out of shape. And then put you in a worse position. Yeah, exactly. So I just I uh, jumped on the brakes once I could, and I was following the two car. And I knew I was gonna go on the grass. I think the fact that I followed the two car through, he like kind of plowed the grass for me. You kind of just and I skimmed up. I mean, I felt the grass. I could feel like <sighs> slowing the car down. Can we get that? One more time. That's pretty no, much I the exact the, sound. I need the whole. <laughs> the, the exact sound like, it made. <laughs> <laughs> the exact sound it made, and I could feel it like slow the car down. It was kind of a crazy experience. I never had one do that without ripping the splitter off. And then the temps just went straight up. Yeah, I, w- I was trying to like get behind people and knock the grass off. I just couldn't, though. Yeah. You'll get that. Yeah, it happens. So. Um, but, yeah, that was that was a crazy race. I mean... Every 20 laps, it seems like someone was getting out of shape. Yeah, I mean, there was, like, no cars a lap down anymore at the end. Yeah, it was crazy. And then in your that wreck <clears throat> that you were just alluding to, there was a bunch of people who just said, oh, look, they're wrecking up there. Drive into I'm it. Just gonna, yeah, might as well. Yeah, it was, that was a big one. That now, was, Texas is so narrow. Like, it's hard to miss things. Especially, like, the straightaways are so narrow. There. And especially the backstretch where it's inside wall, outside wall. Yeah, exactly. Very, very close. It's almost like a elongated Dover. Yeah. I them. believe we've had this argument on which one's narrower. Yeah, we more have. Narrow. More narrow. More narrower. More narrower. The narrower You know, what are they going to do with that place? I don't know, man. I mean, I like I enjoy racing there. It is hard to pass. Really, really hard to pass. The only way I could pass someone is pack air and three and four, get them tight, get a run, get up next to them, side draft, and then slide job one and two. That's the only way I could pass anybody. You aren't going to naturally pass someone on the bottom three and four because you get tight. Right. The only way you could do it was to pack air, get them tight, make them lift off four, get a run, side draft, and then just zing it and then turn one. How many middle fingers did you get this week? None. Well, that's good. I was pretty tame this week. Yeah. I had to, I tried to tone it down. I feel like I've been a loose cannon lately. Ooh. Not a loose cannon, but I've just been Wild very card. aggressive. I've been very, very aggressive, more aggressive than I have been. Because I feel like we've kind of been behind on the season. And uh, I feel like I just need to chill out, do what I normally do, and we'll be all right. You need to do that first third of the season reset. Yeah. Yeah. I just got to chill. just got to chill out, man. What did you think of the whole all-star festivities? Did you like the new qualifying setup? Uh, it could be cool. I feel like you're just whoever got the fast pit crews winning that. I mean, 
It, it pays to have the fastest pick. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's what it came down to is like there was no one ever doing anything. I mean, I think they should have done it at like the start finish line. Yeah, like let them race off a of pit road, like a serious right. drag race, and then try to make it onto the racetrack in one and two, which would have been a very big challenge. I liked the old. The old one was better. The old one where they're coming when the three they're laps pit th- one yeah. of them. Yeah, I where agree. you're coming down pit road full head of steam. Yeah, that as was a pit cool. crew guy, I not ideal, but from a fan perspective, watching those some bitches come off the banking. Oh yeah, full head of steam down pit road. I know, I know for a fact. Uh, back in the day when Carl Edwards was still driving, they would for the All Star race for qualifying, they would put short track brakes up front. Yeah. It does uh, not surprise me. And speedway breaks in the back. Dude, imagine if... I think they should do that, but then instead of having them pit at stall, like, 20, have them pit stall one and two. Just <laughs> like let all them, the way. Let them, like, grab gears down pit yeah. road. That would be insane. Because yeah. I remember 2018 racing a truck there, and I went and watched All-Star qualifying from, like, stall 30. I remember just, Larson came down pit road and, like, just, he came uh, in, down to the third, wide, wide open, but then he missed his stall by, like, 10. Yeah. But it was the effort that counted in it, which is awesome. Watch him come down the banking and then right back to the gas. Yeah, was that, like, was, that, was, that was the most wild stuff. And I did like that they reincorporated the pit crews, made it more. It reminded me a little bit of when they used to have the pit crew challenge. Yeah. In I mean, a sense, but I think that's really. what they were kind of... Trying, trying to, do. to do, I don't know. I think with some tweaks, it could be really good. I think they got to do more cars. I think having eight people do it is like, okay, that that was lame. There's not enough chances for it to have a really, really cool outcome. Right. Uh, but like, did you watch the actual All Star race? I watched the last twenty five laps or or last fifty or whatever. Yeah, the last run because when we landed, they were under caution for the. Uh, final stage, and I watched half of it in my truck and half of it at home. It was very good years. Got to figure something out. I don't know what's it's hard to pass, dude. It's so hard to pass there. No, I'm just saying, Goodyear has to figure their stuff out. What there more a flats? Of, a lot of tire issues. Ross Chastain almost flipped. That was crazy. Denny Hamlin had tire issues. Uh, Stenhouse had tire issues. Mm-hmm. Okay, from a driver's perspective. How hard is it to put the window net up from the inside? Pretty hard. I mean, I've I've never been able to. I've never done it by myself. And then some. Like, it depends on what car. I imagine on a Penske car, they have it pretty tight. Like, yeah. Uh, they make and special. And then once once he got it out of the back, that's Im- that's yeah. impossible to get back in there. He did once. It came out. He got it back in once, and then it, I think he pulled it out again because he couldn't latch it with it in there. So I think he just shoved it up. I would love to Was see how he had that thing Jerry rigged back up in there. I think he so you know how there's Velcro straps that also go through. The I think thing? he took the Velcro and ran it over the bar and Velcroed it back. I mean, because I'm pretty sure it fell after like turn one. Ah, uh, it was it was still up when he crossed the start finish line after the green light checkered. Was it? It was, but it was like there. Dang, like, it was yeah. it was dangling in the back. And the thing is that sucks about that is like okay, he made it. It was a very bad situation, but. Let's say he has a flat like Kyle Busch, and let's say someone hits him like yeah, Ross not, Chastain with no good. window net. I mean, is the window net really going to do that much in yes, a situation like I that? Think so, I mean, you might not think it does, but it does. I mean, just from a debris and stuff like that standpoint. 
Like, why are we not running? I, I know why we're not, but I'm just going to ask the question anyway. A left side window? A left side window. A, it's too damn hot. Yeah, and I know. B, Safety. I think it's, yeah, you can't get out fast enough. Like, you can't do the exploding pins. Pop that left side out. You probably could, and maybe we'll see that in the future, but I think for now, I Full think... Full arrow screen. Yeah. <laughs> All I, the way back to the beach. Just post. a roof hatch. Yeah. We already have to run a roof hatch, so maybe we'll just end up doing a roof hatch everywhere. We'll just have to figure out cooling later. Yeah, but then if you flip on... Flip on your roof. But then, I mean, you could, you could figure out a way to get out the left side. But I think I think if you had a left side window in the car, I think your primary entry and exit point would be the roof. Yeah. But who knows? Yeah, there's no telling. All I know is I think Texas... I think they the, lose the all-star race. The after SMI guy's got to figure it out. They're going to go to Nashville next year. Which one? The one they own. Well, I guess they, they own both of them. They own both yeah. of them. They're going to go to the one that's functional right now, I think. I, don't, I just don't see that as being like a... I get that Nashville itself is a destination city, but Nazareth is not. What do you mean? No, Nazareth. Nazareth is Nazareth. <laughs> Is Nazareth a cool city? <laughs> I'm just saying the the racetrack is about 45 minutes to an hour. We have this conversation every single week. Tra- the racetrack is nowhere near Nashville. It's 30 minutes if you're hauling ass. Okay, if you're going 90 in a 65. Okay. Or is it? No, it's in. We're racers, brother. No, That's it's. What we always sorry, do. it's in Lebanon. 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 No, they'll, they'll pull out because they're doing all the renovations and stuff that it'll be at North Wilkesboro next year. I don't know. I mean, that's what the fans want, so we won't get that. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it would be really cool if we could. I just don't think we can this early. So I think they'll go to Nashville next year, Wilkesboro the year after. What do you, what do, you do with Texas? Because I don't know what you do. I really don't. It's so expensive to change it. I heard some guy on the infield we were talking. He's like, I wish they changed it to a two-mile. It's like, okay, well, that's a serious. <laughs> that's a very <laughs> I mean, aggressive. You'd have to like make it a, a Pocono shape well, and honestly, just extend three and four out that way. You really can't. You're kind of pigeonholed there because, right? They got the suites on the back. Not the suites. They have or the the apartments or condos. The condos on the yeah on turn on one. two, and so you'd have to take three and four and move it. It's right, like Patrick. Star. But I'm thinking you almost go like a worldwide technology. You make like a a power mile. Call it the power mile. <laughs> the power mile. The Texas power mile. The no limits. No limits. Power mile. Yes. You just make it a one mile something. I don't know. Take the dog leg out or do a D-shaped one mile oval. I don't know. I mean, this with progressive the thing, thing that the thing is, dude, is like that is so expensive to I do. Know. And they, and they, I guess they didn't just re- they're not not very the, long ago. They redid it. They didn't redo all of it. though. Six years ago. They didn't redo all of it, did they? Yeah, they did a full repave. They and a reconfiguration. Repay. Did they reconfigure three and four also? No, just one and two. That's why. So one and two is so slow. It just makes it feel like you can go really fast through three and four. Yeah. Because it's so wide. One and two is so. Well, no, because one and three and four is, I think, the same as it always has been. It, ha- it is. One but and two. One and two is so flat that you can't right, go fast they brought, through it. Right, because they brought the turn down like 20 I was going to say, yeah, it, it feels like they took the inside and just moved it in. Yeah. But... <laughs> It's tough, man. And, I mean, I don't know how you come back from that. The only thing I can think of is do the same thing to the other side if you're going to 
do both of them like that. But the problem is, is the asphalt or something they use, there's just no grip. And you'll never you'll never run high in one and two right now. No. It's, it's so wide. Yeah. You'll never be able to make up the time. Yeah. So. They're in for, I mean, I don't want to be in those board meetings. Yeah, but I mean. I figure I, that I, stuff out. There's, there's no winning. There's no winning. Yeah, there. you're going to have to bite a bullet and do something. Because if you do, a, if you do like a one-mile racetrack, you lose basically the entire infield for camping. In a yeah, and, that, and that's like the best part about Texas. that's the best Texas. part about it. And you can't really move turn two in because then you're alienating the condos. Yep. And you can't really move one anywhere because that's where all your grandstands are. The only thing they can make do to make the top come in in one and two is like Darlington. Like the last two lanes make it like <laughs> six degrees more or something. I mean... That would be awesome. I mean, not for nothing. I You'd mean, be flying around that place. Doing NASCAR kind of ruined the track for IndyCar too, because the Indy IndyCar the PJ had, one can't the do PJ, anything. Yeah, they can't do anything, and with they it. can't get they can't, can't get, get it rid out. of it. Yeah, which is Concerning. you just have to pave over it. You have to pave over it, or like just dig up those parts and repave it. So, Texas Motor Speedway, man, they're in a very no, and it sucks. It's my home track. I don't want to see precarious spot. I don't want to like see it lo- start losing dates or maybe. You know, if the worst, I, to me, it's the worst. A lot of people think it's no, fine you know, to get you rid know of what it. You know we're going to do? We're just going to go to the dirt half mile they got behind it. It's a sweet dirt half mile. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I Odds are that, it'll stay the same. Yeah, it'll probably stay the same. They'll just tell us to figure it out. Yeah. Which but, sucks because it pisses fans off. Yeah. I, I like racing there. but Texas probably only gets one date now. You think they'll, yeah, they'll probably chop the all-star race from there and they're either, they're either going to take Coda or the All-Star Race away. It's one they're of the two. They're not going to take Coda away. You don't think? No. No, Coda does too well. Too, yeah. It's but it costs SMI so much money. In the I end of the day, it's all about dollar signs. Yeah, but I think the All-Star Race goes to a new SMI property. Sonoma. Dover. Sonoma, you got to like run half of it one way, then the second half you turn around and run backwards. No, it's like everyone races to the drag strip, then you stop, and whoever comes next, you have to race them. Yeah, that's the elimination style yes. qualifying yep. is the quarter mile. Yep. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Imagine how many transaxles we'd blow up to all that. Them. All of them. Because <laughs> all the grip they have down. Uh, I don't know. I think we should start doing that, though, like speaking on running the road drag courses racing? backwards. I think we start running on backwards. Let's Why? go to let's go to Watkins Glen and run it in reverse. Why? Imagine how dude, imagine flying into the S's going like 130 miles an hour and then blowing a right front and just killing the Armco barrier. Yeah, taking that 90 degree turn at that, the top of the hill. Yeah, that's the only thing. like I've been trying to think of road courses we could run backwards and I don't really I can't think of one that's not America? so dangerous. Dude, yeah, Road America flying down the straightaway <laughs> and then off the hill into that left. Yep. Why not? That would be kind of crazy, but it would be kind of sick, too. What's your obsession with running road courses backwards? I don't know. I think it's just it's an easy way to switch things up, switch a track up why don't without we ru- taking a date away from somebody. Why don't we run the Roval backwards? You, I think you could. Coming out, coming out of three into the bus stop. And then be. flying through t- one and two backwards and then yeah. into the infield. Yeah, it'd be kind of sick. That'd be tough, <laughs> but it would be sick. cool though too. Coming off the banking like that, it is always weird as a pit crew guy when you have to do reverse pit stops at like Indy on the road course. Yeah, even though I mean, I guess Daytona road course would come off the banking into a turn. Yeah, 
and it was always kind of a crazy feeling, but it was kind of neat too. It always made for an exciting moment. What about running sometimes. an oval backwards? I don't think you couldn't do that. Why not? Cars. Put the left side's on the right side. Reverse the camber. Yeah, but imagine blowing a left front. Or imagine blowing a right front. Yeah, but you're next to the wall. Your head's no. Gonna, we're gonna put everybody on the right your side. Your cranium's gonna bounce off yeah, the we're safer put barrier. On the right side. There, you couldn't make a safe enough barrier <laughs> <laughs> for a blown left front at like let's Indy. Run. Let's run <laughs> Indy, the brickyard, big track, left let's hand turn, blow run left front, Talladega, backwards. No, that means you, then the, the start finish line's very far back. Yeah. <laughs> White flag lap would be like you got all the time in the world you think right. you would. You gotta make your you gotta make your move down the back stretch. Yeah, it might be exciting. I don't know. Who knows? But I seriously think if you could run a road course backwards, be, I think the Roval is a good candidate. I think that that's kind of it. Road Road America would be scary, but really cool. Yeah, that's my home track. Even though there's no runoff into that turn down there, I think if you decided to do that, they would, uh, you know, they would. What are they gonna do? I don't know. They're the wall's right there. <laughs> They're gonna do, they'll move the wall. Road America's not changing for NASCAR, I can tell you that much. No. They got better things to worry about. I don't know. I think uh, you couldn't do it at Watkins Glen. You could do it at Sonoma. Yeah. There's tons of runoff area. Yeah. Area. We're both struggling with pronunciation today. I think another cool one backwards would be Laguna Seca. Going but up the We don't the race hill. there. Going up the hill. And it would be kind of cool. It would be, be so hard to make that right-hand turn. Yeah, at the top, awesome. you, you'd be like, like, be weird. That's a good one. If you can imagine the sound I made and then think about going through the, yeah, the, close your eyes and the corkscrew backwards. It. Just give them the sound. They no, close your they eyes. They already heard it. They can rewind. Ooh. Hit that minus fifteen button on your podcast app, and you could hear it again, again and again and again and again. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I got a question for you. Have you? personally ever been brought in to quote evaluate equipment what do you mean yeah you know, like the whole big machine vodka right scenario they were i guess you could like last year when someone says we want to put you in the car to evaluate the equipment do you think that's an added pressure to you no i think you just got to go out there and do what you do and then like Tyler Reddick taking that car that was normally running. No, I mean, I, I have done that before. And winning. Did it twice last year. Winning a race. like Yeah. I just want to get your stance on the whole evaluation. It sucks for the person that gets kicked out and is getting the equipment evaluated. evaluated. Right. Because it's a, it's a straight up comparison. Yeah. Like, do you feel bad for Kobe? No. I mean. Because he, he chose to leave. But like, I don't know that he. I don't know. I don't really know the whole story there. But at the same time, it's like, it's kind of hard to do that. I mean, the same thing for, for Jade. Right. L- way less experience. What? No, zero experience. Yeah. And it was the same thing for me and Colby. Like, Colby didn't have near the experience that I had. And it's just amazing how some of these people, I think we say this every week, how some people get to where they are with the experience that they have. I, I don't know how I got to where I am. I don't right, know, I mean, you're spinning BJ McLeod cars off the backstretch at Texas. Yeah. Listen, man, that was when Texas was real treacherous, uh, and it was 30 degrees out. Uh, but I'm saying, like, to get in a truck ride. Like, literally, I went from racing late models on a 3.8 mile racetrack to Martinsville, to Phoenix, to Homestead. Like, And that's wide open. 
Yeah. Just wide open from there. Yeah, and like that's <laughs> that's kind of a crazy stepping stone process, but and I was trying to get approved for cup as fast. I mean, I did. I got approved for cup decently quick. Because you know people. I guess. I did the right things. And I think it's because I was pursuing it so hard. And I kept asking. So what I have been seeing lately from my perspective and knowing people within the garage and everything is these kids are getting pushed up so fast because the family money, it's, you know, that's where they're getting to where they're getting, right? Mm -hmm. They're trying to take their family money as far as they can get to showcase their talent to then find a sponsor, which I don't think you can, like, it takes a lot to get to Xfinity. Yeah, I mean. It takes a hope and a prayer. And it takes a lot once you get there to try to showcase your abilities enough to get a sponsor. Like, there are cars that you could get in that you'll make, like, you'll get in the race, but are you really going to be, like, racing anybody? I just think it's, the immense amount of pressure to put someone someone who may have talent into a subpar race car and expect them to go out and well, see, that's the thing overperform. Is, that's the thing is like when you're in a subpar race car, people really don't look at it that that way. Right. They, Some people they only, they only look at it in a way of like that. Like they expect you to go out there and do really good when you're in really good equipment. I heard I was a podcast a long time ago. And actually, Ross was talking about this. He was talking about, would you, if if you had a sponsor with a half million dollars, would you go run a full season for an Xfinity team, for a low-tier Xfinity team, or would you go run five races for KBM? He was like, full season with Xfinity all day. He was like, and they're like, what well, they, they said, they're like, well, the eye's on you as soon as you get there. He's like, not if you're in a mid-back Xfinity car. No one cares. Yeah. You're just gaining experience. And I feel like everybody these days wants to be Ross Chastain. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the one of the better stories in the garage. I mean, yeah, but for, he's, but he's really good. That's the thing too, and he's, that's something that I think is overshadowed in a, in a sense, right? Yeah. Because I think from your perspective, I'm not going to speak for you, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say you probably learned a hell of a lot more racing and working on Harmon's cars than you ever would have done racing five times for KBM. No, absolutely. And that's the thing is like, I owe a lot to Harmon for doing that because that no one else was doing that for me. Like no right. one else was putting me in a car and letting me gain experience in order for, to let me go to like a Johnny Davis and try to, or Johnny Davis would, would know who I was if I didn't right. go do that stuff. And so. I think that's, that's the way Xfinity and trucks should be right. Yeah, but it, it's not, it's not it's, going to be it's ever. Not as, it's, so it's not as glamorous. Like it's, it's way less than what people think a NASCAR driver is. Cause but you got to grind for it. You got to go out there and get right. it. Like you can't like you, you're a unique case in the garage. I would say compared to others. Yeah. I mean, there's a handful of us, right? So, but I mean, I also, I like working on race cars and doing that stuff. I like, like doing race car. Thanks with my like, friends. Like built like I, I posted on Twitter the other day, like building new race cars is the second best thing, and it really is. Like, what's the first best thing? Driving them. Oh, I thought you say something way cooler. No, driving them is the best. Like, for me, it's like driving race cars, building race like brand like building brand new ones is so much fun. Like, is this JDM zero zero three or 
What? This is 040. So it's not a brand new car. Actually, Ross ran it some. Colby ran it some. It got wrecked last year, and we rebuilt it. We're taking it to Charlotte this week. But, like, uh, building, like, when you get a car back from the paint shop, it's fresh paint, the whole chassis, got a body on it. The good thing about an Xfinity car is you can unbolt the body and build them, so you can really see everything you're doing, like, interior-wise and stuff. And just trying to make things as nice as you possibly can and, like, look as pretty as you can and functional. And you can kind of just, like, have ideas. Like, I'll have an idea just out of the blue one day, and I can, I'll can i talk to Wayne about it. And he's like, yeah, let's do it. I'll Does that build give it you do it. more confidence going into a race weekend when you feel like you've touched every part of that car? Uh, I don't I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I could also screw it up. I could also done something wrong, but. I don't know. I just, I just like doing it. Like, whenever I posted that picture on Twitter, I was like, before I did, I was like, damn, this is nice. <laughs> like, this is one of the nicest interiors I've ever seen for me driving, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. The next step is, you know, I want to do the, the suede dash, whatever the Gibbs cars have, because that is right, dude. I love that. I don't know why I like it so much, but it just looks so good. And I think it's got to be better than anything for deflecting, like, light and glares and stuff. It just... Soaks it in. Soaks it right in, yeah. And it looks so sick. Good. So that's the next step. So going forward here to Charlotte, do we th- what do you what are you expecting this weekend? Uh I mean there's forty two cars going. You're pretty safe. Yeah, I mean we're okay. So I don't know. I just want to. I want to run good. I mean, I just want to do race car things with my it's friends. It's the same goal as always. Go out there and run as good as you can. Try to bring the car back uh, as pretty as you can. I mean, like this is a brand new car. I really don't want to mess this thing up. Is it going in the normal Johnny Davis colors? No, but you'll see something soon. That's what we call a teaser. Yeah, in the biz, you'll see something soon. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited to go to Charlotte. I haven't had. I've had some good look at Charlotte. It's, it's Charlotte's one of those places you either hit it or you don't. Yeah, it's a so true, bumpy. A true two lane racetrack. Yeah, that's. I'm kind of excited if the top comes in in three and four, you can get up there by the wall. Uh, the middle normally comes in pretty good in one and two. I think they're doing resin again though, so that kind of sucks. Yeah. When I raced there in the truck and it was like a lot of fun, like really good two lane racing. There was no resin, but the middles would still come in really good. In one and two, and then you do you miss do you miss bumpy Charlotte? It's still bumpy. I mean, do you miss like aggressively bumpy Charlotte? It's still aggressively bumpy. I don't, when did when did that go away? Didn't they grind the the bumps? You can grind them. You can do whatever you want to them. But it's still there. One of my favorite videos though is uh, six hundred qualifying night. Ryan Newman spinning that thing at it like what seemed like ten thousand RPM. I'm down the back stretch. Oh yeah, just I I miss I miss those high RPM days and those pipes, dude. Those pipes sounded so sick when they had practice motors, qualifying motors. I I don't envy the people who had to do that, and I really don't envy the people who had to pay for that. I talked to one of the old heads today, and he was reminiscing a little bit. He's like, "Oh yeah, on our best day, we could we could get we could swap engines out in twenty six minutes." Yeah, but you also got to realize they probably had it prepped in like quick connect fittings and things like yeah, I'm that. I'm just saying, but 26 minutes for a full engine change is pretty impressive. That sounds a little fabricated to me. Wow. 
I'll tell you, six minutes is a long, like is a very quick. I mean, pumping the oil out by itself is going to take you, you know, three to four minutes. Pumping the oil back in is going to take you three to four minutes. I mean, when you say engine out, engine in, is it like? Okay, the engine sat in there and there's no fluids in it yet. Like I'm guessing what this old head meant was like once it touched. Once once it went from the motor mount. And I then believe twenty six minutes from pulling it in the garage and starting to pull the motor out to cherry picker engine sitting on the floor. I th- I think that's pretty Listen, accurate. You know these old heads. They Which love is still ridiculously fast. If you can right. get a if you can change a motor in an hour, that's, that's impressive, dude. Very like impressive. that's fast. So I don't know. Twenty six minutes seems a little fabricated to me. And you got to watch those old heads. Sometimes they like to elaborate. They love I to elaborate. Love it. Sometimes are the stories they tell. I'm like, come on, man. That's not how it went down. <laughs> you know that's not how it went. But down. you know I can't fact check it. You know I'm not gonna go ask anybody else. I was six years old when that story happened. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, I I don't know. So is Charlotte for me? Charlotte's nice because it's also just very weird to me sleeping in my own bed. Yeah, and going to the nice. racetrack and then coming home, sleeping in my bed, yeah. going back to the racetrack. It's one of those weird things. Makes you feel like a short track racing. Yeah, it it makes you feel like, like for a week you have a like I mean, a you're at normal, your home track. You're at a you have like a normal job. That's the cool thing is about the Xfinity schedule is like, so we're gonna race Charlotte, and then our Portland cars got to leave Monday. So really, it's not like a weekend off. It's like a, I mean, it's a home track weekend. That's what it is. And then you have the car leave on Monday, and then you have, then we have your thumbs. Then we have two weeks off after Portland. Two weeks off. Two weeks, man. We have two weeks off after Portland, so it's like three weeks of like right because that Portland car is about ninety five percent done. No, it, it got. I mean, we pulled it down yesterday, getting wrapped today. It'll probably go in the dyno. We'll probably dyno both the Charlotte and the Portland car tomorrow. Do you do you sit in the car to dyno it? No, we do the same, the same guy every time, so it's consistent. Jeff Swan. Oh. Gets in there and puts so, it in the wood. You know, because it is a home track, you have a lot of people that reach out for this specific race. Oh, yeah, hot do pass you, galore. Do you have any horror stories for that? I wouldn't say horror stories, but it's just people coming out of the woodwork. Not out of the woodwork. People I know, but, like, I don't talk to, and I feel like my... You're cordial with them. Yeah. You are friendly with them. Yeah, but, like, I don't know them, and I don't... I, if I get two texts a year from them, it's like, can I get hot passes? Right, it's for yeah. It's for Charlotte in May and Charlotte in September, October. Yeah, it is. and it's like, come on, man. Like, what if I... Especially, they'll text you on, like, Monday. Yeah, that's... So it's like, okay, I, what if I have sponsored people that, like, want to, like, stack hot passes on there? Like, you can't text me right now. But I get they got a plan, too. But, I mean, still, it's like just because you kind of might know someone, just because you have a phone number of someone in the NASCAR industry, like, yeah. it's kind of I have a story, annoying. and it's not a fun story. Well, not to me. So I was not working within the industry at this point, but I was very close to the industry in the sense that I, I could have people that I go to get hot passes from. So you were one of the people. No. This was like one of my best friends that I spoke okay, that okay. I would talk to often. We lived together. Okay, yeah. So yeah. we would talk to each other pretty much every day. Right. And I set up for one of my friends from high school. I got us two hot passes to this was for Bristol. And I, I you know, I filled them in how 
rare this opportunity is, right? You don't really get a lot of opportunities being just a normal person to get hot passes. I reiterated this like five or six times. And I text this guy, you know, two days before, you still good to go? Yeah, texted him day before. What time do I leave tomorrow? He said, oh, let's leave at this time. Um, so I'm getting ready to leave, meet him at this place. He, he hits me with, um, hey, man, I'm not able to go. Um, I paid for a service for a blind date. So... <laughs> What a whack excuse, dude. <laughs> and he's like, and I've already put the deposit down. You pay for a blind date? Yeah, he paid. He pay, and then, like, I mean, all the dating apps were around. Like, this That's wasn't 20 years ago. Questionable. <laughs> I was very, very heated. She's like, so I'm not going to be able to make the race. I'm like, you know how hard it is to get this stuff? Yeah. And, like, now it, 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 it reflects bad on the person that gave them to me. Yeah, exactly. Because now another person who could have gone to the race is not able to go because of your blind date situation <laughs> and paid for a blind date. Yeah. Dude. That was quite possibly one of the most preposterous things I have ever heard. I told him, I reiterated, you better marry this chick <laughs> and I'll tell this at the wedding. And he's like, all right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I texted him about a week and a half later. I'm like, how'd that date go? He goes, yeah, it didn't work out. We didn't really mesh. He's like, I'm glad. Don't that, ever talk to me again. <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad that was your high priority. Yeah, but oh. yeah, I've I've had people reach out to he me. He probably knew. He just didn't want to tell you he paid for a blind day service. <laughs> it was atrocious. Um, I've had people reach out to me on LinkedIn <laughs> for trying to get hot passes. Really? Yeah. Just make a connection, right? I think there's someone that I could connect with from a business perspective, and they're like. Yeah, hop passes for this weekend, and it's like Friday afternoon for a race. Damn, is LinkedIn day. like a place to do that? Do people just like look up NASCAR on oh, LinkedIn and then try to connect with people? Yeah, it's it's the wild west out there. I I'm not very active on LinkedIn anymore because I could probably log on, and I logged on maybe like last week or something. I have probably thirty invitations. Like invitations yeah. yeah, just because it says I work at X Y Z T. Yeah, I I get a. It's funny on LinkedIn. It says I'm a driver, right? So I'll get like job opening up at uh, <laughs> Swift Trucking. Yeah, Swift Trucking for a driver, and it's like that's not not the same, man. Not the same. Not the same. I get. I, I appreciate trying to help me out, LinkedIn, but uh, not quite the same. And then I have another story. I was. Uh, I had just gotten my first hot pass to come down to Charlotte, and I'm standing behind the wall, and the drivers are walking out. I think this was All Star Weekend. So they were walking out to their car on the grid and some of these fans were just like reaching over the wall, trying to grab these it drivers. Crazy Dude, it's, it's, you gotta watch. I, I think you need a bodyguard for this weekend. Not me. <laughs> I'm good. And then like, um, this one person turns to me and goes, Oh my God, Danica Patrick touched my hand. I'm not going to wash this the rest of the day. I'm like, you're not, you weren't going to wash it the rest of the day. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Like, don't sit here and say that. And then um, someone saw Carl Edwards walk by, and they're like, oh, my God, Carl, whatever. I'm like, yeah, I know someone who works on that crew. They're like, oh, my God, can you can you get us back to the hauler <laughs> and to meet Carl? Like, can we go in the hauler? I'm like, hey, man, I just know someone yeah. who works on the team. Like, I don't. 
I mean, take it's a good chill. that there's fans like that. They're that, that diehard. Those fans. are the fans that are the lifeblood of the sport. Yeah, but it is crazy. Something like somebody's like, I. Someone said I look like Ryan Blaney this weekend. Like I walked by, like Blaney, Blaney, Blaney. I'm like, I'm not Blaney. And he's like, Oh man, you look just like him. <laughs> I've I've had that to where I've worked with a driver. I'm not gonna name names, but uh, they're like Tyler Reddick, Tyler Reddick walking out, and it's clearly not Tyler Reddick. Yeah. Um, do we still bleep things in this? No. Oh well, I'm not gonna name drop anybody then. I'm trying to think of who it could be. I don't know. I'll write it out here. Yeah. So if you want to guess, someone guess. It's your favorite, one of your favorite drivers. Oh, I think I know who it is. Yeah. How would you get, oh, whatever. But yeah, it is kind of funny. It's, I don't know, it's cool interacting with fans though sometimes. I'll never, I'll never get over the first time someone called me Mr. Curry at the racetrack. Did you feel old? I, was, I just started laughing. I was like, dude, don't call me that. Mr. Curry, <laughs> Mr. Curry, can I get your autograph? Yeah, it was at Road America. It's like, Mr. Curry, Mr. Curry. I'm like. What did you say? <laughs> My favorite thing to do every week is pretend I'm a fan and try to change. And just be the, mo- just be the no- most annoying person on pit road. Yeah. And because, like, trust me, that joke has been played. It's, it's I do it every course. week. It's run its course. It, I do it every week, and I get the same enjoyment out of it from the first week till I'll do it this weekend, too. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Just because I bitched about it. but Oh, my God. It's Bailey Curry, driver of the number four car. Can I get your autograph? Yeah, that's... That's terrible. It, it, that joke's been played so many times. It I'm is, surprised you still even talk to me. I mean, we have to. We're uh Oh, we're contractually obligated. Yeah. It says in the uh, Wheelman and Genius <laughs> content that we have to talk to each other outside the podcast. That was in order fake to, laughter, by To the create way. content. Now, those people in the stands. Uh, uh, dude, we got to start We gotta start making Wheelman of Genius like videos, like content. I don't know what we'll do. It's coming. Or when we'll do it. January of 23. That's when we're chilling. Oh, yeah. Chili bowl. Hey, whoa, whoa. Time out. We've oh. already talked about it on here. Yeah, but some people haven't listened. Maybe these are new listeners. You see the uh, the Ford Focus midget you got tagged in? Someone tagged me in something? Yeah, because we talk about micros all the time. And he, someone tagged you in a picture of a Ford Focus midget. And I was thinking, damn, we don't really race those around here. But instead of an off weekend, we could take a Focus midget because they're legal for NEMA. You ever heard of Nemo midgets? Yeah, Nemo with midgets. the wings. Yeah, dogs go to like Waterford Speedball with a oh. Nemo midget with a wing on it. God, that'd be fun. One as of hell. the more ridiculous things I saw was a midget that was powered by a Mercury outboard motor. What? Yeah. That I mean that's props to that guy I for mean, his it's, ingenuity. It's, a, it's like an engine, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess what it's was like spinning was it a, a prop so it can spin. Was it a, a, was it a backyard midget? Was this? No, a, it was it was. It see if I can find it. Yeah, was like, it like a run what you run class. I, I no, think, it was a race in a midget like like a power eye race. Yeah, really? Huh? I don't know. I think it. I think that's what the all star race should do. Run what you run. <laughs> think all the cheated up stuff you'd find. Exactly. That's what. That's like Denny Hamlin was talking about how we need to change the allure of. Of what makes the All Star Race special? Let's ma- let's make it. If you want to make it about the teams, let's make it about the teams, and let's see what these guys bring. It'd be harder to do with the the new car, but what if we had everybody bring an Xfinity car that was just I don't know balls to the wall. I think we should body rule. I think you got to have some rules like body rules and things like that. But like any whatever underneath goes, I think you're. 
you're running into trouble there. I think we should just NASCAR should just buy um, Tony Stewart's deal and bring back IROC, and that's the All Star race. Yeah, but you can't really run those cars anywhere big enough. Okay, well then let's let's go back to actual IROC cars. I wouldn't feel safe driving an IROC car today. I don't know a whole lot about this car, but I know it was raced for years and very competitive. This so, car was originally fit with a four-cylinder, but has a 2.5-liter Mercury Marine 200-horsepower outboard engine installed. 200 horsepower at a midget race? You're about 500 off. Yeah, you're very far off. Isn't that about right in midget making about 700, 600, 700 horsepower? It should, but look how old this thing looks. Yeah, that thing wasn't competitive in a lawnmower race. Uh, 200 horsepower, dude. Brah, <laughs> dude. Dude, you horsepower, dude? Nah, dude. My freaking Volkswagen Beetle can beat that thing, dude. <laughs> but if anybody's listening and they have a, a midget out by Tulsa, shoot us an email. Dude, speaking of that, we got to go to that midget race tomorrow at Millbridge. I can't. That's right, you can't. You can. You need to go network. I am going to go tomorrow, I think. I as, already as got, long as we're done in time, I'm going to go tomorrow. And I already got you a, a, a ride at Millbridge. Mm-hmm. All set up. We said, we said a flat buggy. Is that like a like a champ cart? It's like a flat dirt cart that they put a cage on. Yeah, like a champ buggy. Yeah, champ cart. Yeah. The motor's getting cheated up as we speak. Good deal. Was this like a D&Q champ buggy? Yeah. All right. Nice. Tires will be legal, but the engine will not. That's cool with me. As long as tech officials aren't listening. They, I, I don't think they have one. They don't have one. <laughs> they don't have an iPhone. <laughs> no, they don't have a tech official. Oh, well then, hell yeah, let's go. Put a freaking micro motor on that thing. Let's yeah, I don't think you can get away with that per se, but... It's got to look like a... It's uh, Put a bandolero motor on no, it. No, they got clone motors. Okay. Wide open clones. Really? Yeah. So there's no rules on the motors. I mean, it's it's NK, NKA rules on the motor. I don't, I don't know how loose those are, but yeah. Do they run the treaded Hoosier? Mm-hmm. Okay, so he'll be sliding a little bit. They run the exact same as what the Mini Outlaws run, like D50s and stuff. Okay. That sounds fun. Is it true that in D&Q they don't let you run the wall anymore? How would they police that? Black flagging if you if you rip the fence. I don't think so. Someone said that they don't let you anymore because it was like too fast and too dangerous and it was too... Dominant, like you couldn't pass. I don't think so. That's what I'm saying. Just hit them and put them on the wall. Yeah. Turn left, go underneath them. Uh, did you see this news coming out of Trackhouse today? Yeah, I did. That looks kind of cool, actually. Who's your your dream? Who's your your power five that you'd want in that car? Uh, Bailey Curry. Um, You're not an international. Okay, you said power five people I'd like to have in that car. Yeah. Bailey Curry. Uh, what have you won? Because it's it's it specifically says global champions. So what have you won? I've won a like bunch championships. of championships. What kind of championship? I won the Viper Series Championship, South Alabama Speedway. I've won plenty of championships. Right, at Central enough tooting your own horn. Give us give us some actual people. Okay, uh, minus yourself. That's, I don't know. That's a given. Well, who's the who's the good F one guy right now? Verstappen is that his name? Max Verstappen. Wow. Yes, that's one of them. Put him in it. See what he does. Okay. Uh, 
It's hard, though, because it's Chevy, so I don't know who they'd allow in the car. Okay. Get rid of all manufacturer ties. Just All right, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton. I don't, I don't really know. Jordan Taylor. Is is that considered international? He's not from international, I mean, but he's he races. Lamar. He's won them all. I'll say he's won international races. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I'm trying to think of other series out there. I'm trying to think of like some Ken Block, uh, World Rally Champion, uh, and then some Australian uh, midget racer. But that doesn't really count because they're looking for the global stage, the the right. the big, the big global racers. It's got to be F one racers, right? Like that's that's what they got to be. Many well to got alluding to. Here's my top five, not in any specific order. Kimi Raikkonen, he's already raced in NASCAR. He's raced in the lower series. I'd like to see him in a Cup car. Yep. Um, I think Daniel Ricciardo would be cool because yep. he has shown interest in wanting to. You know, race at the next level. Jordan Taylor, just because he's tried before, mm-hmm. just hasn't worked out. Uh, Jamie Wincup. Who's that? Uh, he's V8 supercar racer. Okay, yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, just because it's pretty similar. I mean, Scotty Mack, who now races for um, Penske and IndyCar. IndyCar. Yeah. And Tony Kanon, probably. What about I had one in my head? Did I say Fernando Alonso? Yeah, that'd be I cool. Mean, that'd be cool. He's a huge name. Yeah. Uh, I I feel like they gotta be trying to pull F one drivers. I think they're just trying to pull internationally known drivers. But most of those are F one drivers, right. right? I mean, F one drivers are very former F one drivers. Yeah, I don't know how they. I don't know if they could get someone who's currently in F one to go do it. Unless it's like an off week. Kind and of they thing. have a lot of off weeks. Yeah. Well. Mm. And it has to be at a road course, I think. If yeah. you're going to try to pull them and have them do good, it's got to be at a road course, I think. I mean, yeah. Where would. Road America. There's Where's another oval series in the United, in the world? Uh, yeah. Inter- Mexico. <laughs> Canada. Canada. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, Andrew Ranger would be cool. Yeah. Former F1 driver. I think the car driver. Sorry. I think the V8 supercar guys would do really good at a road course in one of these cars, like the same thing. Right. I mean, if you put Ambrose back in one of those cars, I think he would do. Oh, very he well. would wax. I think. Yeah. I think he would be killer. At at a road course, I think he'd work the field because he's got the heavy car feel, but also the independent rear suspension feel. Yeah, he's got the best of both worlds. Yeah. So, it would be really interesting to see an F1 driver like because you always see like the crossover, like the. Stuart Haas did it this past week with their F1 guys and uh, at the Roval. Get Pietro Fittipaldi in there. Yeah, I mean, you could get... 2011 I just don't, track like, champion at Hickory. I'm trying to think of world-renowned people and, like, you could say IndyCar, but I feel like it's got to be F1 people. Sebastian Vettel would be cool. I mean, there's a ton of people that would be cool. Yeah. George Russell... Sergio Perez. So I think they're. I think they're doing the right thing. They're trying to open up NASCAR to the world. Yeah, and I. I think that's cool. I think. I think the young owners or the the newer owners are really trying to. It's like Denny Hamlin. Like I feel like Denny Hamlin's really trying. I don't know if anybody's well, listening. Well, I mean, did you hear the comments that just came out? He said all twenty three XI expansion is on hold until NASCAR basically gives a better deal to the teams. That's in really? essence what it was. Yeah. 
So the stuff we talked about last week with like the TV money and stuff, I actually found. They probably listened, huh? No, I found some of the data. It's not 90%. It's 65. So that it's seems, like 60, that seems slightly more fair, though. Say it's 65 to the track, 30 for the teams, or for, yeah, I don't remember after that. I know it was 65 for the track. But you I think it sucks for, I mean, extremely 50-50, right? I mean, you'd think they, they provide the place, we provide the entertainment. Except NASCAR does, too. But does NASCAR get a piece of what the tracks are getting? I mean, they technically own... Half of them. Half the racetrack. I was thinking, is there any... So let's say... Road America. Let's say Denny Hamlin is uh, fed up with NASCAR, and the new owners are fed up with NASCAR. And we what want to tracks a, could you go to? Yeah, what, we're going to start a new series. Where would you go? I was independent, right? Mm, I believe, I'm not sure. I, believe, I think it's... I think, they, I think NASCAR bought it. To kill it? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you got Road America. Road America, Iowa, Gateway. Pocono? Pocono is ISC. Is it? Pocono will never leave NASCAR. Pocono is a very... Uh, I thought that was the Chitwood family. I feel like Pocono is very sentimental to NASCAR, though. Laguna Seca? You got to have ovals. I mean, there's there's a million road courses we could go to. You got to have ovals. Okay. Irwindale? Irwindale will be cool. Kern County? Kern will be all right. I'm trying to think But of, you got to think all of the purpose-built ovals were for NASCAR. Exactly. And I'm, that's what I'm trying to think. If, there, if Sh- there's, Oh, Chicagoland. Not owned by NASCAR anymore. Chicago Land would work. Uh, Milwaukee Mile, the Mile, the Magic Mile, or no, the or the Milwaukee Mile, the Milwaukee Mile. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's no name for that one. Luke Soil Raceway, but I'm trying to. Th- I mean, then you'd have you wouldn't have any super speedways unless Mich- you went Michigan to Michigan and California. Are those end up? No, Michigan's ISC. Oh, he sold it. That's right. Michigan's ISC, and I'm pretty sure Auto Club is ISC as well. I thought Auto Club he still owned, or did he divest from that to buy IndyCar and IMS? I'm not sure. So he owns IMS, though? Yeah. We could go to IMS. We could go to Indy. What a lame race. Like, that would be awful. That'd be scary in a uh, next-gen car, I think, too. I don't know. I mean, because I, I, I was thinking about that the other day. The old car IndyCar split. What if, what if teams and stuff finally... Say they've had enough. Yeah, I mean, what if I mean, and whether it's justified or not, there's a couple decent uh, ovals up in Canada. See, I was thinking about that too. Is but there, there's none that are big. No, they're all like bull rings. Yeah, because I was I really was thinking about this the other day because like I don't know if it should. I, I don't think it should happen. I think that'd be worse. But <laughs> who knows? Maybe Texas Motor Speedway will be for sale here shortly. Yeah, but then no one <laughs> no one want to go there. I don't know. I think it's a interesting thought. I just don't know where you'd go. It's kind of a monopoly. Shocker. So, I I don't know. I think it'd be it, like it's an interesting thought. I thought cart when as a fan, I kind of thought cart any car split was cool because it gave you two different things, and I feel like they should let you run both. But I know that like back when cart any car did it like. If you ran any car, you could not run cart. You couldn't run cart, and if you ran cart, Indy car kind of shunned you as well. I don't know. Cart to me was more. They didn't run a lot of. They didn't run hardly any ovals. I feel right. like it was all street courses and purpose built. And it was also international though too. We could go twin ring. Still not a great. <laughs> if you're trying to if you're trying to save money for the team owners, yeah. Well, if you get the TV money, maybe maybe make it worth it. 
Yeah. Then you might as well go down to uh, Australia to the Thunderdome or whatever it was. Surfer's Paradise. The right hand banked. Yeah. I I don't know. It's interesting to think about right or wrong. Uh, I don't think it'll ever happen. I think it's too. It's a huge mountain to climb if you're trying to start a new stock car series similar to NASCAR. You would have to be Bezos. I don't know that you would. I mean, you'd have to be Bezos and divest everything in the Amazon to build all I feel like, tracks. I feel like SRX is like trying it out, but they're not hitting anything larger than they can't right now. Of I a mile. think they're seeing what TV does. I don't know. I, I mean, the I make can, or break I am fully thing. blowing smoke. I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I, I it's fun to talk about. Like I, I think about that stuff. Just because I like, I like change. I like when like tracks are changing and like different tracks. I think that we should have like five new places on the schedule each year. Maybe not five new ones. Like maybe like give people a date. And if oh, it you works could go out, to Belle Isle. That'd be cool. I don't know if a cup car would work there, but street course. And then the Vegas, the Vegas F1 venue. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, like I said, there's a lot of road courses. There's a million road courses you could go to. Ovals is a different story. I think that's what you'd have to base your series off of to start. I don't think you could. I don't think anybody would watch. It'd have to be like an IndyCar companion series. I don't know. You don't have a lot of options when it comes to ovals. But, like, no one watches IMSA or anything. I mean, not no one. A lot less people watch IMSA. Yeah. But it's not the same racing at all. Like, I think stock car-minded people, like, it's different. You definitely wouldn't see people doing, like, what Ross did at Coda and, and IMSA. That'd be awesome. Ah, take that back. Kind of did. Uh, Petit Lamont last year at Road, Amer- Road Atlanta. Remember that guy, like, zinging through the grass on the last lap for the championship? I do not, but In the there was a situation like that at 24 hours this year with Bath Motorsports. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. It's like crazy to think about. It's fun to think about. I forgot about Chicagoland. So send us your hypothetical if schedule. If you're going to start a series, where would you go? Where would you go? Hit us up on Bailey's Twitter. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be cool, though. It'd, it'd be cool, and it wouldn't be cool. I think it's cool to bring perspective, but I don't know. It'd be weird. That would be weird because then, like, Xfinity Series, guys, like, what do you do then? I don't know. <laughs> crazy. It is crazy. It's fun to think about. I don't know. I feel weird. I mean, when you're in racing all the time, you always end up coming up with these weird things like this. Oh, yeah. All the hypotheticals come out. Yeah. I don't know. Did anything ever come of the Indy Road Course reconfiguration? No. No? That kind of no. sucks. Because, remember, we all thought it was that. But then it was like a tire test or something. I don't remember. So someone just made up the fact that they were going around. Well, I think they didn't really care. They just said it. No, like the configuration didn't matter to the tire test. I don't know. That's a pretty, that'd be like one of the highest load turns on the course. Probably like, well, if it can last here, it can last anywhere. I guess that's kind of a. Weird. I mean, I, NASCAR wouldn't do that though. Like yeah. NASCAR wouldn't be like, "Oh, let's just run a let's run a different way around here for our tire test." Yeah, let's run backwards. Yeah, let's run it backwards. Run it backwards. Dude. Indy road course, you could run backwards. You could. It'd be crazy coming into those turns right after the the cane though with those curbs because you jump the curbs and then have to land and turn immediately. Yeah, we've seen how that works for people jumping over curbs. 
they changed them. Concrete permanent curbs now. Hell yeah. They look a lot more mellow too after watching the IndyCar race. So you'll be you'll be seeing cars flying through those things. Hell yeah. That's why I think you just got to I think you got to let them do it. You always end up trying to stop them and just people are going to try to get all they can anyway. Yeah, but the the crashes then were way exciting. Are they? I don't It's crash, who cares? Like that's what's nine I'm going to say 40% of people tune in for. Well, that's a big jump from 90 nine to, to 40. 90 to 40. I was like, I don't think it's over 90%. It's probably about 40. I don't know. When I was a kid, that's what I watched for. But as I got older, I actually enjoy watching racing. It's like the race at Texas, dude. I didn't think it was that bad. There was a lot of side-by-side. Did you see hear people shifting in one and two? Mm-hmm. That was cool. That was kind of neat. I didn't think you'd see anybody shifting in a mile and a half this year. I mean, because Ford... And no one even talked about it, I feel like. They talked about it. Oh, I guess I missed the beginning of the broadcast. You want to know very cringeworthy? Frankie Munez in the in the booth. Yeah, I didn't see they that. They would toss him some softballs, and yeah, it was just... Doesn't. Yeah, but I mean, you got to think. I, maybe the broadcast is doing that on purpose. Like, you're going to send <laughs> this rookie up here, and we're going <laughs> to... I mean, he's an actor, bully though. him. I mean, he races, too, so... So, I have a funny story about old Frank Dog. Uh... It's not any stretch of the matter that I work for a team. Mm-hmm. So I have access to all the social handles. And we were out at lunch one day, and I'm kind of just, what I normally do, I kind of just comb through all of the social handles and everything. And I get to Instagram. And for me, I have this OCD. I don't like to see all the notifications up in the right-hand corner. So I'll go through and I'll clear them all. And I get done with that, but then there's just one still up there, and it's not in the primary on Instagram. It's mm-hmm. it's in the general, which is we don't normally get a lot of those. And it's a message from Frankie. Yeah. Like, hey, like I'm starting to race again. Like I was wondering if there's time for you guys. You could all jump on a call and whatever. Like fake account. I'm like, <laughs> is this a fake? Because it was verified. Oh well, then damn. Can't so I'm, I'm now I'm in a mental pretzel. I'm like, did someone fake a verified account for? That's impossible. You can't fake a verified. I account. know, but it's like Frankie Muniz. Like it's so random. Yeah. But we talked and stuff, and we ended up setting him up with that architect. Mm-hmm. So he's approved for the rest of the year. Just weird. So random. That was that. Yeah, that had to be such a like <laughs> the most random. Like it's just sitting at La Unica or something, and then message from Frankie Muniz. Yeah, comes it's just up. weird. But we set him up with that architect. There was, there was talks that he was supposed to do crazy one of the super speedway races. Like we were trying to set up Talladega, mm-hmm. just things didn't work out. He wasn't able to do it. But I guess he announced on the broadcast that he was. Um, I guess he's going to do the finale at Phoenix. In an Arca the Arca car. West finale, the Arca finale at Phoenix. Yeah, is Arca finale at Phoenix not a Kansas anymore? I mean, the finale of ARCA is at the West. The at championship West. race for the main series is at Kansas. Hmm. What do you think about uh, Brandon Jones, someone who's got 250 starts across NASCAR, dropping down this week to race an ARCA car? Is this to prove that Drew Dollar is awful and that the equipment's good? No, or I think... What do you think is that? I think if you have an opportunity as a racer to race, you're just going to go race. So if I got a an ARCA car prepared for you, 
a no no no. <laughs> you have an opportunity to race a winning race car. You oh, go race. Okay. Okay. What if I brought you a winning race car for like, say we go to Millbridge and I have I'm like I got this bad to the bone go kart. Yeah, I'd run it. What do you? Yeah, of course. But like, you're always chasing that feeling, man. But that winning feeling. But then there's also the fact like, say you miss the setup and you run fourth, and it's like Bailey Curry was out at Millbridge and he couldn't drive a hot dick through a snowman's ass and finished fourth to a bunch of nobodies. I don't people do it two people do it in micros out there all the time. So yeah. I mean I'm just saying it's like what's the point? I mean if it's sponsor driven, by all means. Yeah, I mean I I think if you have an opportunity to go race a winning car and they're not missing the setup at JGR and Arca car. But do you think this is have has anything to do with Drew Dollar? I don't know. <laughs> you think Drew Dollar wrecks his teammate? Is he also racing? Yeah, he's in the 18. Oh, so it's two JGR car, or two KBM cars going. Yes. There's Drew Dollar in the 18, and there's Brandon Jones in the 81. I don't know. Maybe they, I mean, it's Charlotte. It doesn't cost you anything to go there. Well, if you can go run one, car, two, you're going to make money. It's tires. It's. If you can go engine. run one, two there, you're taking one car there anyway. Your people don't have to stay at a hotel. I'm just saying, I know the and purse. I imagine the purse for a win at Charlotte in the Arca series is maybe ten grand. Ten more than you had. I mean, you're not spending anything to go there. That's, that's why, false. That's always you're so you're so spending money to go there. You have personnel to work on the car. You got to buy tires. Okay, you're gonna you have personnel anyway. And entry fee. Entry fee in Arca is what two hundred fifty bucks. I think it's like a thousand. You have to buy him an, an Arca license. That's like seven hundred bucks. Okay, but you're still eating into your profits. Okay, like you're you're going anyway. Your people don't have to stay anywhere. They're the people are getting. There's not. They're not hiring anybody else to run. No, this but car. they're bringing more people from the shop. Okay, you think they're paying them more to go? They are now road crew. <laughs> you think they're paying them more to go? No, exactly. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I, I think it's it's why everybody goes to Charlotte. It's why there's 42 Xfinity cars and we haven't had that many in a while because it doesn't cost much to go. You might as well go see what happens. I mean, if you go out there and wreck two cars, that's going to suck. But it's not like they don't have sponsorship money behind both of them either. You know what I mean? So how how far, how big of a gap do you think it'll be with Brandon Jones's win in Arca this week? I don't know who else is racing in it. Corey Heim. Corey Heim's in it. Sanchez. Raja. Carruth. I don't know. I have no idea. Didn't he wax last time he raced Arca there? Jones? Yeah. No idea. I'm pretty sure he did. I mean, he'll probably win. I don't know about how much. Depends on cautions. Depends on a lot of things. I mean, maybe maybe Venerini hits it and they win. Corey Heim's no slouch. What did you think of... uh, Did you catch... Uh, Billy Venerini's comments about Drew Dollar? Yeah, of course. Everybody did. That was like the whole, that was Twitter that was for awesome. a day. That's more what we need. Yeah, you need more AJ Foyts in this world. Yeah, we need more Billy Venerini's. Billy Venerini's and AJ Foyts. Not the same thing, but attitude. <laughs> need that attitude. That is, that is one thing we don't have in NASCAR really is attitude. That's because just Kyle Busch. It's just sponsor driven. That's why, like, people, I, I was thinking about this the other day, the the whole 18 to whatever demographic. I think 
and there's no written rule book on how a driver has to act or how a driver has to look, but it's a very is stigma the right word? Sure. Like what you have, what you should act like, yeah. and how you should look. It's not a stigma. It's kind of more guidelines, an expectation. Yeah. And I think that's part of the reason F1 beats us in that demographic, because if you look at Lewis Hamilton. He looks cool. He dresses cool. He's got jewelry and stuff. Like, he says what he thinks. So why don't you, you know? Why don't because I don't think I can right now. I, As a driver who's not super established, not out there winning a bunch of races, doesn't have a bunch of sponsorship backing right now. Right, but you could be the first. And then that'll draw you, sponsors. You can't be the first. You cannot. I. You can't be the first. Not in my position. I think, I think that's why Gragson has so many fans. Because he kind of just doesn't care. Yeah, but he's got sponsorship. He's got sponsor backing. He's with a great team. They kind of let him go do what he wants. Go race for Junior then. It's not that easy. <laughs> but I think I really think that's part of it. Like I think the drivers, and I don't know if it's not the drivers' fault. It's just the fact that that's the way it is. Yeah, and it. I think that's what hurts us more than anything. I think that's what hurts us more than anything, and. I mean, it's like, look at the most popular guys in the NFL, the NBA. Like, they're all very eccentric. They're all very different. Uh, they're not, I don't know, I think that's part of the reason. I think the the days of the, and I'm I'm one of these people, the, the blue-collar driving people. It's like non-existent. I think that's. Why I think that's the above the fort of the eighteen to forty five demographic. I think that's what you're hitting. But if you look at it, the people who are sponsoring race cars these days, exactly. That's the thing is like, but that's the thing. I feel like anybody who drives for Monster, they could do whatever the hell they want. I think, honestly, like they could go be going and getting tatted up. Like I think they could have full sleeves, and I don't think Monster would care. I think Monster would love it. They'd probably pay for it. They probably do pay for it. Exactly. Like, if you go out and be this crazy eccentric, like, I don't know what to describe the the person, but, like, you know what I mean? The quintessential quintessential person that you close your eyes and you think monster energy. Exactly. You could be the monster energy guy, but I feel like a lot of them aren't. Kurt Busch is the closest thing to, I think Kurt Busch represents monster better than any of the other people, and he's the oldest dude (laughs) by a lot. And I'm not trying I to think, hate on Kurt Busch. I think some of those deals that you see in NASCAR are more of a B2B kind of thing. Looking at the... Yeah, and I, that's s- probably a certain, true. A certain Xfinity driver. That's probably... Yeah, that, that is true. Because they're, they're definitely not like, this guy is what we want... That is true. ...monster to be. But I, th- I think if you have monster energy on the car, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Honestly. And that dude, too. That dude could do whatever he wanted... If he had, but that's also because he's got financial backing. The the guy I think we're both talking about could do whatever he wanted if he had uh, huggies on the car. You know what I mean? Well, I think in that you're not thinking of. I'm thinking of the of the other guy. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Hold well. on. Okay, we're back. Wow, that was amazing. Techn- technical, uh, we had to, we were talking about the same person. But I'm just saying. Even the other person, though, 
Yeah. Could I, do the same exact thing. Yeah. But that's do it if you can. I think you'll have so many fans if you did that. Like if you can go out there and act crazy and like just be a, a wild person you know and what like you need look to do? crazy. You know what you need to do? I think this will help everything. You need to start a very heated, like targeted rivalry with someone, like wrecking them on every week. I don't like, want to wreck somebody, but this guy gets in my way. If he's in front of me, I'm gonna spin him. I don't. I don't want to wreck somebody, but I think uh, getting in a fight with like fighting people wouldn't be a bad thing to do. I think you should do it. But I just never really am mad enough to fight somebody. You just need to find the smallest, scrawniest dude. I'll fight the biggest guy out there. I don't care. Like you're gonna if fight Josh Williams. Yeah. If it's if it's for like if he wrecks me for a win, yeah, I'd probably try to fight him because I'd be that mad. And I like Josh, but if he did that, we're gonna be. Rolling around in the infield, dude. Like, I don't care. Don't fight Noah. I mean, he's... Or Daniel. Yeah. Those guys will do it. They're both scrappy. You got to be... like. I think if you're mad enough to fight someone, you're going to fight good. And I think you got to be ready to fight. Like, I think that was the problem with Sam Mayer. I don't think he was ready for Ty Gibbs to swing on him. Yeah. Just take your helmet off, please. Don't be that guy. Yeah. Definitely not. If someone ever approaches me with a helmet on, I've already thought about it. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. I don't understand why... People get approached with their helmet on. Grab that thing, dude. Right. Go full hockey style. Grab a hold of it and yank them to the ground. Upper in or oh, yeah, yeah. uppercutting. Yeah. You're pulling down and you're uppercutting. Yeah. This is a fi- this is a boxing podcast now. But I yes. think that would be sick, dude. You'd get on Sports Center for that. Too bad there's no like you can't pull their shirt over their head. I know, I've always thought about that. Like I thought like maybe maybe if someone came up to me with their suit down. But grab, grab how their, are you? Why would they have their suit down but their helmet still on? <laughs> no, no, I'm saying suit suit down, helmet off. Oh, that would be really funny if they had their helmet on. How I was gonna say, I've, I don't think I've ever seen a scenario where someone has their helmet on. No, that'd, that'd be a psycho move. <laughs> but if, I mean, if you're if you're looking to fight, you, maybe you just want that you mobi- you you want that dirty. mobility and the headgear. <laughs> right, you can you go want suit that helmet down, safety. helmet on. Yeah. But I've I've thought about that too. You need to start doing that. Grab them by their Nomex shirt and pull it over their head. And start. You need to start doing that. You need to start taking the fire yeah, yeah. suit off. But I don't even get out. Of, I don't even get out of the car with the helmet on. I don't know how people do that. I can't get in the car or out of the car with the helmet on. I mean, if it was an emergency, I can get out with the helmet on. Right, but you're bashing it on them. Yeah, exactly. I'm hitting it on everything. Get it on the way out. I think. Uh, I can't do it. I, I've tried to get in because people say it's a lot faster to put your helmet and Hans on and everything on before you get in the car. I can't see. I can't see my belts. I can't clip clip them together. Well, those are also the people that have 15 guys to come help you. Well, I, I think it's just something that you learn as a kid. I'm, I'm sure once you figure it out, you can just feel everything and know where everything is. But since I was a kid, it's always been a get in the car first, gear on second. Yeah. Which is a funny debate. It's like the cuff versus boot cut. Suits, which think honestly, thinking about boot cut suits is hilarious. Like, who came up with that? Like, yeah, why was that even? Why, why did that? Like, man, I don't. (laughs) It's so funny to think about. Like, man, my fire suit's nice, but gotta flare out the bottom a little bit. I I don't know. I don't know if I like how it is. I don't know if I like how it looks, not how it functions, how it looks. I don't know, but there's some dudes out there that need to go. Do something with their fire suits because some of them are looking atrocious. Dude, sometimes they just don't come in the right size. I've had so many this year that are like way too big. If I could get one that fit me right and everything, I think I'd go cuff at the bottom. Wow. 
You heard it here first. I, I If I could get one that fit me right and was like, you know, they all come so baggy now. If I could get one that was like tight and like fit me properly, I'd go uh, cuff at the bottom. But if I get one now, how I get them now and they're all baggy and then I got a cuff at the bottom, they'll look insane. Can you take a uh, fire suit to a tailor? I guess you could. But do they have the specific? No, they don't, but you, who cares? I mean, a little bit of thread, who cares? I mean, it's all outside anyways. It's all life-saving. Is it life-saving? If I got if I got a little piece of thread that caught on fire and it gave me a, like, you're not going to get burned from that. Knock on wood. I mean, think about it. If you have a single, singular little thread in there that's, like, doing, like, tightening one thing up, who cares? It could just be the difference. What difference does it make? <laughs> Maybe if you have gasoline on your body in your fire suit, yeah, that'd make a difference if that caught on fire. But if you have gasoline on you, you're going to catch on fire anyway. Never know. That was like the whole debacle whenever they changed the SFI rating on the suit. They were saying that some of the thread wasn't fireproof. And it's like, oh, no, dude. What's going to happen? Yeah, so they saw it was an issue, and they changed it. That sounds like an uh, irrational issue that... Other things need to come up first. Never know. I mean, I get they're always trying to like, I feel like the safety people, which is, it's good they do this. They're always thinking of like, okay, what's the next thing we can make safer? But here's the thing. We never make the cars more dangerous. The need to be safer. I want them to be dangerous. That's what makes it cool. All right. Well, remember that, have you ever seen the movie Rush? Yeah. Who hasn't seen it? Whenever he's, like, talking about, like, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But it's cooler when it's dangerous, dude. Like, you, you see. Oh, so when people were dying, a couple people were dying a year. and Yeah. No, I'm not saying that, that part's cooler. Cool. I'm saying the perspective of the other people watching think the drivers are like, oh, man, that guy's, that guy's insane going out there and doing that. That was part of the draw to, like, what maybe people want to watch. Yeah. Like the analogy I made, Roman Coliseum. And that's not wrong. And I've made that analogy to a lot of people. They're like, damn, you're right. And you know I'm right, but you won't say it. Well, on that note, everyone enjoy Charlotte this week. I think I'm going to name this episode the Roman Coliseum. Why? Because an hour and 25 minutes in, you made yeah, a three-second comment about yeah, exactly. it? Exactly. I think then people will be like, man, when, what, what the hell is he talking about Roman Coliseum? Then they'll listen to the whole episode. Bruh. Just trying to think. Yeah. Thinking outside, inside the box there. Is it? Yep. What would you have called this episode? Post-Texas podcast. <laughs> the post-Texas teardown. Yeah. The, whack, dude. You got to have some weird name. All the podcasts I listen to, granted, one of the podcasts I listen to is called Anus. It's an acronym for a new untold story. But they got some good names on there. So does a son of a boy dad. Okay. What podcast you listen to? Um, a lot of them. You listen to like informative podcast, uh, comical podcast, a little bit of both. Sports podcast, historical. Maybe, maybe a little sports. Maybe a little sports betting podcast. No, historical racing stuff. Really? It's yep. Like what? Uh, dinner with racers. That's historical. I mean, it's people telling their stories about. I, I don't listen to a single racing podcast. I listen to a skateboarding podcast, a snowboarding podcast, anus, <laughs> son of a boy dad. And then maybe I listen to part of my take sometimes. Only if they got a good guest. 
We gotta start getting guests again. We gotta start filming again. It's just a lot. Oh man, I forgot to tell you this. It sucks because I'm really I've been saving up money to buy new cameras and stuff. But I was helping Pockets get a grill from Lowe's the other day. What did you buy? No, I didn't buy anything. I'm going to be buying something in a couple days once they come fix my truck. Uh, so we got this nice pit boss grill. We put it in the back. It was kind of leaned up against the glass. You shattered the back glass of your truck? It was kind of leaned up against the glass. We put it in there. I'm like, oh, I better move this back. I don't want this rubbing on up against it. We strapped it down. We thought well enough. I even did. I, did you I, flick it? I said, that ain't going anywhere. But, uh, you know, that intersection, like you're leaving Lowe's, we're going to go to Brawley and we're like by the Chick-fil-A. The trees and bushes are kind of overgrown. I'm not blaming it on that. But I was pulling out of there and then I saw a car like super late and I totally forgot there was a grill in the back and I jumped on the brakes. Boom, dude. It's like we we're getting shot at. Like the glass flew into the front seat. That thing hit the glass so hard. I have a remember that Iowa Speedway Bailey Curry number seventeen sign yeah. that I had. That's currently in my back window. <laughs> Good thing I didn't throw that thing away. I was gonna throw it away when I moved, but uh, I almost it lost it. Taped too. in there. Yeah, I got silver poly can holding that thing in. Nice. I had fluorescent orange like this tape, Gaffer's tape. Gaffer's tape. Okay, and that was holding in there. But then I got in my truck to go to lunch today. I'm like, man, it's really loud in here. And I looked in the mirror and it <laughs> fell down. It, no, it fully fell down between the uh, the bed and the cab. So I had to dig that out and then I had to go in and get Polycan and fix it. Sucked. I don't know how I didn't tell that story until just now. Yeah, you wait until an hour and 28 minutes. We'll name this episode Broken Back Glass. Perfect. <laughs> What's bad is like, so Pockets works in Nice and I was getting Snapchats all day like of back windows of trucks. My, my back glass is good. How about yours? Damn. And the we're racing going, industry is relentless. They are, dude. It's I'm telling you, especially that group over there. They will they are They got ruthless. quite the crew over there. They dude. are ruthless over there. They got quite the crew, man. They got old Dumperuski over there. I don't know how dumps I don't know how dumps doing it over there. I guess he's just big enough they won't like talk too much shit them. to him. But did the bar get transferred over there? No, it didn't didn't make it. That's tough. This the scoreboard made it. That's M- good. Remember the scoreboard? Yeah. That made it over there, but yeah, the bar didn't. I don't know where all that stuff went. Probably Must stayed. No, no. <laughs> probably went, went to someone's garage. Yeah. Like probably like okay, pool table goes to this guy. I think whack the whack a bush light went to somebody. That was actually sick. That shop was tight. I got, I'm happy I got to work over there. That was fun. That was the one up by the airport, wasn't it? Yep. Now the uh, McAnally shop. McAnally. McAnally Huggleman shop. McAnally Hillman. Not really. Mike H. Starting an Xfinity team. What? What? I don't even know who we're talking about. All right. Well, I think on that Mike note. Honcho, Mike Honcho, Mike H. <laughs> we'll name this episode Mike Honcho. Mike Honcho. <laughs> Mike Honcho's Xfinity yes. team. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, that's been it. Uh, thank still you guys don't have for listening. an outro. Thank you guys for listening yet another week. Uh, listening to us babble and uh, talk about Mike Honcho's Xfinity team. Uh, but yeah, we'll see y'all next week. We're gonna get cameras. I might get a guest next week. I might get my buddy from Texas to come on. He he works for a team out here, and he uh, pockets. No, 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 different guy. And he kind of helped me like when I was like a young kid racing. So I have to hit him up. He so might he might hear this and text me like, "So you gonna have me on?" 
So we'll see pockets next week. No, pockets isn't coming on. He moved. He's out the tree. Oh man. That's just, I was helping him take a grill to his uh to his house. Does he still have the sweet scooter? Yeah, he said he like broke it though. Or oh. the he's like the brakes don't work on it. Dude, he's got a house though, and there's some trees back in the back. I'm like, damn, you gotta build a electric dirt bike track back here. Might have to. So but yeah, that's been it from Real Men of Genius. We've been going long on these episodes, but I kinda like it anyway. We or the episodes kinda suck till about Against my minutes. will. The episodes kinda suck till forty five minutes in anyway, so I thought it was electric today. It was okay. We talked too much about racing. But uh Yeah, that's it from Real Men of, or Wheelman of Genius. We've joined oh yeah, I guess now's the time to announce this. We have joined the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. There's a bunch of other uh podcasts on there. Uh but no the free weekly ads for the them. weekly no Oh, we have to? We don't, we don't have to. We're on their uh, page. Oh, okay. So yeah. they have uh, the weekly racing podcast, uh, a, a lifetime in NASCAR is a podcast on there like about like older history NASCAR. I think Lionel has a podcast on there about like diecast cars, I guess. That's cool. When are we going to get some Bailey Curry diecast cars? Got two of them right here. Didn't come from Lionel. <laughs> Custom, cut a couple custom cuddle, jobs. Cut a custom? Dude, why cuddle, can I talk cuddle, today? Cuddle. But, uh, it's been a long day. Yeah, it has been it's a long day. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. I'm going to try to go work out after this. But yeah, that's You're it. Not from, do that's it, it from a Genius. Now part of the Out of the Group Podcast Network. Uh, huge thank you to those guys for kind of bringing us under their wing. Thank They'll you be guys. seeing ads for us in the... Uh, are, you gonna, are they going to use that picture? What picture? The picture that we took. No, 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 no. To cir- no. to cycle this all back to the very beginning when we talked yeah, about the Yeah, so they're, they're going to be promoting the podcast. Thank you, guys. Uh, oh, we should that. call it We Can't Take a Picture. No, my Contra's Xfinity team is way better. My Contra's Xfinity team is pretty good. What was, the, what was the first one I said? The Roman Coliseum. Yeah, yeah my Contra's Xfinity <laughs> team blows that one out of the water. That should be this podcast. But that has name. been it. I swear that has been it from the Wheelman of Genius podcast, and we'll see you all next week. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at forneyind.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.